Happy Monday, my friends. This is Amy Lee San Juan, and I'd like to welcome you back to another amazing episode of Cisco Champion Radio. Today, we're talking about our upcoming Cisco Live Global event happening on March 30th. So over the course of the next half hour or so, we're going to get more insight into what you can expect and how to make the most of your Cisco Live virtual experience. And just a reminder, you can always learn more about today's topic simply by clicking on the link provided in the description below. All right, so we have a pretty fantastic lineup of Cisco experts and champions, and I'm very pleased to share that we'll be introducing the masterminds behind Cisco Live US, EMEA, and APJC. Yes, we have them all in one place, and to pick their brains and deliver what you want to know, we have three rockstar Cisco champions. All right, let's get into the introductions. Going to go in alphabetical order here. Bonnie, we'll start with you. Can you tell us who you are and what you do? Sure, that's a great question, Emily. Uh, I need to think about the answer. So I am Bonnie Shapira from Israel. I've been with Cisco for a long, long time, but uh, well, recently for the last seven years, I've been part of the Cisco Live EMEA team, and I've been leading that event for the last five or six years. Um, that's, I would say, the, the best job I've ever had in my life. I love what I do. And uh, also because I work with amazing people like Naz and Laura, which will introduce themselves right now. All right, Laura, you're up next. Thank you. I'm Laura Simmons. I'm the content manager overseeing global content strategy and digital platforms for Cisco Live. So I work primarily on the Americas event, which has now been combined to create a global event. And I'm lucky enough to do this all from my house in Hawaii. Oh, gosh. Lucky, lucky <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, Nez. Same question. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm Nez O'Connell. I'm based in currently sunny Melbourne in Australia, and I lead the Cisco event team for APJC Strategy and also Cisco Live APJC. And like Bonnie, it's the best job ever. All right. Now to our Cisco champion host, Evan. Who are you? What do you do? My name is Evan Minster. I am an information security manager for Ashfield Engage, located on the east coast of the U.S. where it is snowing, or was snowing. Uh, my can be found on Twitter at, at Evan Minster. Meredith. Hello, Meredith. Hello, this is Meredith Rose. I am in sunny San Diego, California. I'm a consulting systems engineer with Worldwide Technology been working with Cisco Technologies for a long time, been a CCIE for 22 years now. So, of course, I started as a very young child. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, happy to be here. My Twitter handle is like my name, Meredith Rose, but the second E is a three, M-E-R-3-D-I-T-H-R-O-S-E. All right, Michael, what's your role? What do you do? Thanks, Emily. I work for as an IT manager for a company called North American Hoganus. It's an uh, industrial manufacturer where they make powder metal, so it's a good company to be in. And my Cisco or my Twitter handle is at Cisco Mikey M I K E Y. Now, Michael, do you get to enjoy a tropical? Uh, Not so much. Tropical I am in the, weather. <laughs> I'm in the snowy parts of Pennsylvania, similar to Evan on the other side of the state, where we have well over 20 inches of snow at this very moment. Wow, that's a lot of snow. Yes, very jealous of the Hawaii and. Australian people right now. As am I. <laughs> he, he took more of the snow than we got, so I can't complain too much. Be, be thankful, for sure. All right, Laura, kicking it back to you. Set us up here. Um, can you start by 
giving us an overview of what Cisco Live is and what it aims to really deliver for our attendees. Sure. Cisco Live is our largest customer conference at Cisco, and it really grew as a training event. I think this is our 32nd year of training customers and partners on how to optimize Cisco technology, how to really design and deploy amazing networking systems. And the goal is to really make sure that they understand what we're providing and how Cisco is supporting our customers and partners. So we are transitioning to a digital event, and there's a lot of great content that I know we'll talk about in the conversation today. Great. So so last year, Laura, I, I was really excited to go to Cisco Live in 2020, but of course we know that had to that had to change, unfortunately. But I'm kind of curious because I think you guys did a pretty good job last year, but I'm wondering, you had to pivot quickly. And what did you learn about having to pivot so quickly, actually twice, from going from getting ready for a, a for an in-person event that's you know great, as you said, 36 years of it, to being fully digital? Yeah, it was. Well, we learned how fast we could make decisions. We learned what timelines truly meant because, you know, we had a very short window. And actually, we weren't even, the, the U.S. event wasn't even the first one to pivot. Um, when the decision was made from Cisco corporate to mandatory work from home, Nez's event in Australia had about three weeks. We had oh the luxury gosh. of 10 weeks. So um, we really learned what content looks like in a digital environment and how to translate this and how to get people to step out of their comfort zone. We also learned a lot about the digital format, how to keep people's attention, what worked, what didn't work. We learned about engagement strategies and how critical social media was to help people connect with one another when we weren't going to see each other face to face. And you guys know how many times you've gone to Cisco Live and the people you expect to see there, you look forward to seeing it. We just had to try to replicate that in a digital environment. And Nez, I think, learned first. And we we watched what she had to do and the pain points of trying to record 30 speakers and have them do something different um, and learned from her before we were able to bring in our U.S. team. So is it kind of like one big event now? Because I imagine in each region, I've mostly attended Cisco Live in the United States, except for my very first one many years ago. I imagine there's different cultures and different uh, characters to each event. So are you all, is it going to be kind of the same, just repeated over and over? Or are there going to be some nuances in terms of keynotes or anything different between the regions? Yeah, Meredith, um, it is one global event, but I think the um, absolute luxury of having the global event is that um, we'll all have it on our own time zone. So the US will go first, APJC will follow, and then EMEA will be after that. So if you're based in, say, New Zealand, you may actually prefer to head over to the Americas broadcast. And if you're based in India, the European time zone might work better for you. So um, we're giving people choice. Of course, you choose when you register which region you're joining, but you've got the freedom to actually join whenever you like. It might be more suitable for you to work early or after work. So people have got choice. There will be some regional content. So we will have... Um, regional keynotes delivered by our leaders in region who can add content from what we've experienced in the countries um, that we're a part of. There will be regional hosts. So yeah, we're absolutely adding um, some talent across all the sessions actually, as well as specific sessions for the region that we'll be offering. So um, it'll be a follow the sun with the America's Going First model. Um, and we're excited to give people choice. 
That's great. So any attendee can basically attend multiple sessions. You don't have to be constrained to just your local region, right? Correct. That's great. So you have uh, worked in a group for a long time, the three uh, Cisco Live groups for the different regions. Have you been able to travel around and kind of check out each other's to kind of, may not spy on, but maybe get a, a taste and flavor of how the world kind of celebrates Cisco Live? And maybe you could talk about how you're going to bring those different cultures together for this new global live. Yeah, that's a great question, Mike. I think uh, obviously we travel uh, quite a lot in this role. Um and I think what you said about spying is, is not far from the truth, right? So we're we're good friends. We're best friends, the three of us, as well as our teams. Actually, last week, uh, you know, uh, was the week where we used to have Cisco Live EMEA for the past three years in Barcelona. And, and we exchanged lots of, uh, you know, we had throwback Thursday, throwback Friday from two, three years ago, where we had lots of fun there. Um, so we usually travel to one another's to each other's event. Uh, I never went to Australia myself, but you always meet in the US and usually uh, they also come to EMEA for our event. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, uh, things that that we share and, and we do pretty much the same, but we always have this level of uh, flexibility or freedom to add some specific flavor and different creative approaches on all three re uh, uh, geos. And I think what's what's great about this event coming together is that we continue to collaborate. We actually have been collaborating in the last few weeks or months better and more than we've ever done before to bring the best of the three events into one event. So you might say it's it's pretty much bringing to, to you know to add to what Nes mentioned earlier. You know, it's like enjoying or bringing the best of the three events all together, and that people can you know, experience some of the, the things that other events from the other uh, geographies would do. Still with a lot of, uh, you know, similarities across the board but with some local flavors for each. Uh, as for us, I think, uh, yeah, this, this notion about spying, uh, when we go to the U.S. event and my team always goes to the U.S. event, I tell my team, hey, we're going for shopping. <laughs> okay, but and I don't mean shopping in the outlets. I mean shopping at Cisco Live, right? Because oh. <laughs> we take a lot of the ideas. We take a lot of the ideas. I know most of the customers, at least from Israel, that would go to Cisco Live US would go for the shopping, not just for the event. For us, the shopping is basically get as much as you can from the event, and we bring it back to us. Unfortunately, this is not possible this year, but you know we're still working closely together and enjoy it quite a lot. I think I'm excited to see actually that global flair um, and to pivot a little bit. Let's kind of get in the weeds, if you wouldn't mind, to say, all right, we know that the event's going to be live. Is there going to be a free? Is there going to be a paid? Uh, you know, what's what's the breakdown? What's the, the split? And how's it going to work? That's a great question, Michael. So we are definitely looking at creating a free opportunity. Last year was free, and we had two channels that were free, um, focusing on leadership and innovation in two channels that were technical. This year, we heard what the customers wanted and they want more technical content. So we're offering four more channels that are technically focused and those will be paid. So attendees have the opportunity to leverage learning credits and get that deep technical training that they're looking for, that we want to provide and make sure you know is absolutely critical to them. So the, there's an all access pass, which means you can choose any kind of content you wanna watch and if you're interested in the free pass, you'll still have plenty of content. There's two broadcast channels, and there's also other content we're calling anytime content where you have a chance to come in and watch sessions at your convenience. 
So it'll be a combination of technical sessions, um, some of the demos, customer case studies, PSO sessions, product and strategy overviews. So there's a lot of content. There's more content than you can possibly consume. So we're trying to focus on quality over quantity, um, but make sure that we're delivering that quality of technical content. That's really, really important for us this year. That'll kind of fill that void where people were so used to, you know, going to those sessions and really deep diving or getting to walk up to the engineers and things like that. Will there be any sessions or special features that could, you know, give that feel? Yes, we worked really hard. One, we were able to leverage what Bonnie's team had been putting in place for the EMEA event. So taking a lot of that content and then expanding what we can do virtually. So we're doing hands-on labs where attendees can come and join a small group and do a self-paced lab monitored by a proctor. We'll also have Meet the Engineer, so you can have a one-on-one connection. And again, you know, as Nez pointed out, this is a global event, so you can choose to connect with an expert in your region or another region, depending upon your time zone. We're bringing in Capture the Flag, so that's an opportunity for more people to get exposure to that. Um, And then we're also doing some Meet the Author press briefings, so you'll have a chance to meet some of the authors that have just released new books. So all of this will be after the broadcast, so we're not taking you away from what you want to watch, but we're really thinking about how to have that connection between Cisco and our attendees. So when looking at, at the when looking at the broadcasts, um, what kind of time frame are we looking at for looking at these sessions? Because I know when I've gone to Cisco Live, there could be four, eight-hour lab sessions, there could be short things in, in you know different places. What are we actually looking at? You mean in terms of kind of the follow this on model, how people are going to be able to choose what they're looking for on their own schedule? Yes, looking at the scheduling, if if I need to spend some time in this, I mean, am I, are we looking at a session that's going to last 15 minutes? Are the sessions going to last hours? (laughs) Hours, hours and hours. You have to block your whole day for this. Um, No, we looked at how people are consuming digital content and trying to be respectful of their time, knowing that they're not going out of office, you know, they're not traveling and spending a couple of days in these beautiful cities. Uh, The primary free channels on the broadcast will be 25 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes. There's also some fun, shorter elements interspersed with some of this education. And then the breakout sessions are 45 minutes. So, you know, enough time to go deeper into the content that you want to learn. I'm really excited to hear that we've ramped up the technical content. Um, my question is, is there going to be a chance to interact live with the speakers? Or because I know you have this follow the sun model. Is it pre-recorded or can we actually interact with the speaker during the session with Q&A? Hmm. Bonnie, so you mo- want to take that one? Content, yeah, sure. I'll take that one. But I just want to, to just to add something to the previous uh, topic, uh, Evan, and, and that, that one is for you, for the champions and everyone. I mean... I was just I, I just had this idea. Why don't we go out for the the Cisco speakers and, and and offer them the opportunity maybe to do something completely different, which is to go for the longest ever uh, broadcasted breakout session. Okay, so Laura mentioned you know the breakout sessions will all be 45 minutes across the board, uh, but how about we go for a 24-hour breakout session or seminar? And I wonder how many customers would be would dare to to complete it. But let's have it as a challenge. We'll see if we can make it happen. Maybe next time. Uh, as for a question, Meredith, uh, so during the week itself of the events of the two days uh, of the broadcast, uh, most of the content will be pre-recorded, um, which will allow us to bring the speakers to be available during the replays. 
or the broadcast and, and provide uh, answers to the question via uh, a chat window, okay? But uh, there will be no real live interaction as if, you know, you, you will not be able to ask a question verbally and get the answer, but you will be able to text it and, and get the message, uh, uh, the, the reply back. We will have some live interaction the week after or the two weeks after, and that goes back to what Laura mentioned, there are around the Meet Engineer, which will be held over WebEx, uh, almost face-to-face, -face, but it will be live, as well as the Hands-On Labs and the DevNet Workshops. These will all be live, and that's where you can really get more of uh, the interaction that is as close as possible to face-to-face, to, -face, to in-person events. That's great. I actually like that model where you're watching it, and you can interact through chat with other attendees or the speaker, and you have the pre-recorded session. I think that works out really well from other conferences I've attended. That's great. And we're also looking at how to bring in WebEx teams to build that community. So we'll have the chat for the speaker, but then there'll be some other WebEx teams rooms where you can meet with other champions or you can have watch parties or even, you know, have the speaker join um, certain topics to continue the dialogue after that one broadcast session. Is it going to be similar to last year where there's a lot more content released after the event or what's the timing look like on that? This year, we're not redoing the releases that we did last year. We're putting it all together. So when we open on March 30th, you'll have a choice of the broadcast content or what we're calling the anytime content. So you know, we can only fit so many sessions in during the day, but we have about 250 sessions that have been recorded, breakouts and other sessions that you'll be able to watch and build into your schedule throughout the day and the coming weeks. So we won't be releasing in a couple of months. Everything will be ready hopefully March 30th. And then you can go through the catalog. You can look at the sessions, you can favorite them. You can look at learning maps that uh, we're putting together to help you navigate all of these sessions. And then you can essentially watch when you have free time. Can anyone access the anytime sessions or how does that work? So yes, um, anyone, they're free sessions for okay. anytime. So when you, if you just have a free pass, you'll be able to come in. You'll have a choice of broadcast or anytime sessions. The all access, the paid pass gives you a broader choice. There's more technical content in the anytime sessions. So even though you're picking probably the, the best content to put on the broadcast channel, there's still plenty more that you could you could view at that time if something isn't there. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think the broadcast channel, you know, we're, we're hitting some of the Cisco executives. We're hitting some of those key messages. But the breakouts are the breakouts, whether they're on broadcast or they're in the anytime sessions. You still want to have the same quality, the same speakers that you guys have come to know and love. Um, and you'll be able to watch the breakout at your convenience either time. Even if you miss it on the broadcast, if you know you have a meeting or a dentist appointment, that will go into anytime and you'll be able to watch it. So you're not going to miss any of the content. So one thing that I've always loved it, and I go to any event is walking around, checking out booths, meeting, you know, different vendors. How is Cisco going to give us that this year? That's a great question, Mike. So um, we have put uh, a lot of energy into the world of solution. We know that's a really amazing experience when you're on site to network, to speak to Cisco partners, to go and try the Cisco demos in the showcase, to talk to the engineers. So we've got a new platform 
where we will have the Cisco showcase. We'll have live demo support and chat. Uh, we'll also have some partners so you can engage with our partners. Um, and then if things, you know, if you've got, if you're looking at the broadcast, you've got gaps in between, um, you've definitely, again, been given the choice of freedom to go into that world of solution and experience as you would in the in-person event. That's pretty cool. That's actually uh, nice to hear that they've stepped up that. And I think that's one thing I really didn't get to feel last year. And I'm really looking forward to hearing about this year. I mean, to kind of get that feel because you never know what solution you might have missed out on or, you know, find out that someone's been doing something really neat. Uh, I'm very excited about it personally. Uh, I have one other question. Great. That's... It's, it's, a, it's a tough one. What's it going to cost? So the world of solution is part of the experience. Um, and again, similar to the free and paid, you've got access to go to the world of solutions, have a look at the Cisco demos, um, experience that interactivity with partners as part of the uh, broadcast. So there'll be no additional cost for going to the world of solution. Wonderful. You know, I was just envisioning like going into the world of solutions because it really is like the hub. You, it, all the energy's there. You get to like run into people and have like little hallway conversations. The one thing we're not going to be able to replicate is the steps that we get in at a Cisco Live. <laughs> you know, a good point. That's a good point. We need a challenge. We need a social media challenge. Right. Step I think so. As they're watching. I agree. I agree, Laura. Well, it sounds like something that's going back to Kathleen Mudge's team. And, and speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, I have to ask because social media has, has been a huge impact to Cisco, Cisco Live over the years. Um, what is going on with social media this year? Any contests, prizes, anything that we know about with, with them? Hmm, there's a lot of social media. I mean, I might have seen a few things, but it's too early to really share. I think you're just going to have to stay tuned and trust that Kathleen and the team are being very creative. They want to engage and um, we want to hear from the customers. We want to know what you guys are doing and what your experience is at Cisco Live. If you look back, we saw some amazing tweets last year. There was one guy who, you know, replicated his backpack. He made the logo out of pretzel sticks and grapes. I mean, people, you know, had their dogs watching. So we're looking forward to seeing what the customers is doing as much as you're looking to see what the, the contests and challenges are. Um, Cause it's, it's really how we're connecting at this point. So if folks wanted to follow and, and get updates on what kind of contests and fun activities the social team is pushing out, um, they should follow at Cisco Live on, on Twitter. Is that the best spot? That's right, at Cisco Live. And, and when do we go live? When, when can folks start registering for sessions? Registration opens February 16th, officially. So we are ready to start getting people in there, looking at the catalog. Um, you know, the website will be launched a little bit earlier than that. You'll have a chance to peek a few days before. Uh, but you can come in and register using learning credits to purchase passes starting February 16th. Well, um, well, one of my favorite parts of Cisco Live as we've evolved over the years is DevNet. Will there be some involvement with DevNet? I know they have their own event now, but will that be incorporated into this? Yes, actually, we've been working really closely with the DevNet team. They're fully incorporated, so you'll see sessions during the anytime sessions and on the broadcast, but also as Bonnie mentioned, you've got the DevNet workshops. So that's post event, you can sign up and take a DevNet workshop and interact and do you know, the training 
and all of the programmability stuff with them. So the DevNet team is excited to be part of Cisco Live. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear we can still uh, experience the DevNet quality content that they always provide at Cisco Live. Yeah, exactly. Well, one of a highlight, I think, of every Cisco Live is the the customer um, appreciation event. And I know that's hard to do virtually, but we had some fun treats last year. Is there anything you can share, any hints you can give us about how we might uh, get to experience some of those fun events this year? <laughs> maybe Mer <laughs> Meredith may be a little bit too early to share um, the names. We will definitely have some guest keynotes um, and we'll definitely have some entertainment. There'll be some extra um, external speakers we've throughout the six different channels. Um, I can probably share that you'll be familiar with the names. So uh, look out for the announcements on social and on the website coming up soon. Well, stay tuned for that. Uh, that's always something to look forward to. All right. Well, this has been another great episode of Cisco Champion Radio. I want to thank all of you out there for listening in today. And a special thank you to our guests and Cisco Champions for being a part of today's episode. Again, if you want to learn more about today's topic, just click on the link provided in the description below. And just a reminder, you could subscribe to Cisco Champion Radio on your favorite streaming platform and re receive alerts on our latest releases. So wherever you're listening to us, make sure to hit or softly click on that subscribe or follow button now. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. See you next Monday.